Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. is Wah, a Wah. King of the Hill rewatch podcast. I am Mike. And I'm Rusty. Rusty, we are in season two, episode eight. Yep, episode eight, The Sun That Got Away. November 23rd, 1997. Yeah. A good uh, coming of age story. Yeah, it really is a good coming of age story. Yeah. Um, this is uh, this is one I remembered fondly, but I, I thought I remembered it in a different season for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, it's a lot of man versus himself in here. Yeah, I thought this was in a later season, too. Yeah. I didn't realize this one was uh, season two. I figured it was, I thought this one was, like, later on in three or four. Yeah. Um, okay, so this one is Bobby Heavy. Yeah, right? really Bobby Heavy. Well, I think just uh, the group Heavy, Bobby, Khan, uh-huh. and Joseph. Joseph, yeah. A lot of blatant jokes about Joseph's origin and stuff. Yeah. A lot of yeah. really out there it's like stuff. The it, most out there episode when it comes to talking about it that we've seen. Yeah, yet. sure. We've seen you know little hints here and there, but this is like the... I guess this is the point where they we know for definite. Like We can know for yeah. definite by just looking at them, but this is where sure. it's first mentioned by... Almost everybody. It's very much like a um, um, a Stand By Me or something. You know, it's it's kind of a a coming of age, like you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids on a railroad track want to see a dead body, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, 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 that kind of stuff. So we start off at Tom Landry Middle School, uh, which is just the best name for a middle school as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and then we get – this is the – Introduction you know the, to Eugene Grandy is the dude's name, the teacher's that's name. That's the that's what I was going to ask you. That's yeah. the music teacher's name. The music teacher's name is Eugene Grandy. The good, the great thing about the music teacher is, is he's in four episodes. Okay, but it's uh, John Ritter. Is it really? Yeah, it's oh John. Oh my Ritter. goodness! No, I did not know that. Yeah, and huh. uh, which was uh, around the eighth season because he voiced another. Because like I said, he did four episodes. Mm-hmm. One of them was around uh, the eighth season, and he passed away in 2003 around yeah. that season. Yeah. And then the last episode that actually aired was in 2004. Mm. So they had one, they had already had one in the can or whatever. And then they ended up releasing it. It was called stressed for success for anybody who 
yeah. for trivia or whatever. So this is this is um this is ninety seven. So when he yeah. passed away, he was doing that show, um, like Ten Simple Rules to Date My Teenage Daughter or whatever. Yeah, to, yeah, I yeah. think that's what it's called. Something something Ten on those rules, lines. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, um, oh, and it was okay. uh, well, that solidifies it Peg in my mind Bundy. as like how how yeah 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 yeah. And who was the who was the I can't remember. Is her it name. the girl from um, uh, Big Bang, or is it oh, a different one? Oh, hey, uh, uh, Kuko Kuoko. Yeah, I think it is her. Yeah, maybe it is. Uh, yeah, it is. I think somebody's somebody's screaming at us. Yeah. So uh, Eugene <laughs> Grandy was actually played by John Ritter, and then after he passed, it was played by a guy named David Herman. So I don't, oh, know, I don't okay. know who David Herman is. I didn't look oh, him up. But. Okay. So we start off in music class here at uh, Tom Landry Middle School, and they are singing uh, from C to Shine. They're finishing that up. Yeah. And uh, Miss Susan Nusaphone, uh, she she decides to sing uh, a little bit extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She uh, and so uh, tell me the music teacher's name again. Oh, uh, Eugene, quote unquote, Gene. Grandy. Grandy. Mr. Grandy uh, shouts at uh, Miss Susan Usaphone and says, yeah. please, now settle. Uh, Mr. Hill, we're going to sing My Bonnie. And uh, so they start singing My Bonnie Lies Over the Ocean. But yeah. Bobby decides to change My the, Connie is a Laotian. Yeah, yeah, My Connie is a Laotian. My Connie lives, my lives, next, lives door next door to me. Yeah. Uh, and then I have to go take a pee. And I have to go take a pee. Yeah. Mr. Grandy is very upset. Uh, he stops that and uh, tells them that uh, he's already told them several times, yep. uh, Bobby and Connie. It's third the third time, time this, this week. week. Yep. He's suffered through everything from old man liver. To the smell of nose of Texas. Smell of nose of Texas. Well, you know what's funny about that whole, uh, uh, another bit of trivia. So yeah. John Ritter mm-hmm. is the son of Tex Ritter. Is he? Oh, see, I did. I never made that connection in my head. So Tex Ritter, uh, for those of you who don't know, who, who people who weren't born in the last, you know, seventy years, uh, <laughs> I feel like that was a dig somehow. But te- I don't know. No, no, it wasn't a dig. Okay, it, it, it was. I know who Tex Ritter is. So I, I mean, I guess yeah. it's digging it myself. So Tex Ritter <laughs> is a pioneer in uh, early country music. Yeah. And he would have sang songs like Old Man River or The Yellow Rose of Tex, Texas. Tex they were, was a big deal around They were here, standards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so he was a huge deal for, for country and western music. Yeah, he's up there with like Hank Williams as far as like influence and stuff. And some of them really big guys like uh, Tom T. Hall and stuff like that around Tom that era. Yeah. So uh, he, uh, Mr. All I can think of is Mr. Ritter now. Yeah, Eugene he, Grandy. He decides that uh, now it's time to involve their parents. And so the next thing we get is uh, Hank and Con pulling up outside in the parking lot because they've been summoned by the school to take care of their kids. Uh, have you ever been part of one of those uh, parent teacher conferences like that? Uh, yeah, I've been a part of one of them before. Yeah. yeah. Was it by, was it because a kid was in trouble or was it? Well, it was because the teacher, I don't want to blame it all on the teacher because my son did play his part. Sure. But the teacher was young and she was new mm-hmm. and she didn't really know how to, uh, they put her with the, uh, gifted kids mm. and you as a teacher know that the gifted kids are usually the ones that are bouncing off the walls oh sure yeah so my son would bounce off the walls and the way she would pacify the situation is just giving him the tablet and let him do whatever he wants yeah. on his own yeah and whenever she told me she was doing that we had the parent-teacher conference and she told me at the parent-teacher conference that's how she was handling the situation right i said and then how can you get mad that he's getting getting riled up with you sure when all you're doing is just giving him the tablet 
Well, as someone who used to teach, I can tell you that that's because she probably had uh, 30 other kids and they all probably. have their individual behavior plans. Yeah. And you had to, yeah. So she it's a was big like, deal. she was like, your kid is one that I can control. I just give him this and we're good to go. Yeah. So uh, Hank asked Khan, you know, hey, what are you doing here? Because he's surprised to see him. And Khan uh, says that they have framed uh, Khan Jr. and he's there to grease some palms. Uh, and he says, Hank, yeah, you're, you're here to read, read the, the gas, gas meter, meter, right? That's your job. That's <laughs> yeah, a jab. <laughs> Hank's like, no, I sell propane, propane and propane, propane accessories. accessories. Bobby got in trouble too. I had to take off work. Uh, Why? Why your wife? She's <laughs> surrogate, surrogate mother today. Surrogate mother today. Said, Which no, is funny. He called her a teacher. surrogate mother when she's a substitute teacher. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we go into the class uh, or we go into the school and uh, they are part of this parent-teacher meeting now. And um, <clears throat> he's asking uh, Bobby, what's the idea of acting up in class? Uh, and, of course, Mr. Grandy says we call it acting out, Mr. Hill. This, it pushes every button in Hank. I really know? like John Ritter's voice. Oh, like sure. Like when he does his character. It reminds me, because uh, he also, John Ritter did the voice for Clifford the Big Red Dog. He did the TV show, the oh, kids' yeah? TV show. He played Clifford. Oh, I didn't know that. And that's what it reminds me of. He almost sounds like Clifford. I learned so much doing this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's now, nice. John Ritter, well, I, I learned a lot about John Ritter. Yeah. I knew he did the show, but I looked up a little bit about him. And it's like he was involved in a lot of different stuff. Oh, like yeah, he was, he was versatile. He yeah. was great in Sling Blade. You remember in Sling Blade? Oh, he was in Sling Blade. Yeah, he was yeah. the friend. He's the guy with the weird the, haircut. Yeah, he was yeah. the guy that worked at the store yeah. or whatever. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah that, that was good. That's a really oh, good it's movie. it's a great movie, yeah. That's a great movie. Biscuit. Ain't got no gas in it. Baskets and mustard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, he, uh, so Bobby tells uh, Hank that uh, he's just doing a song parody like Weird Al Yankovic, and this is the weirdest thing <laughs> yeah, to me. This line I don't, here, I don't this really understand. Funny. I don't understand this. it, but it's funny. I don't know why. <laughs> Hank's like Bobby Al Yankovic is what he calls him, not Yankovic. He calls him Yankovic. Blew his brains out in the late '80s after people stopped buying his records. He's not worth getting in trouble over. Yeah, which. I don't even know where he got that. It, I don't it either. It feels weird. to me like the the kid blowing his head off with the Pop Rocks, uh, you know, oh, the commercial. story. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It feels like that. Uh, and then Con uh, uh, mentions to Con Junior that Bobby's dragging him down like, like a chicken, chicken fat, fat anchor. anchor. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand what that no, is that's either. Fishing terms, so they would you would use chicken fat as on your the anchor. anchor? That that would be your anchor. Oh, so I, okay. South, I guess that's how that's like a Southeast Asian thing. Huh. Okay. Well, the uh, the the music teacher gets very upset. He says, "Time out. It's all knitting together." Uh, I can see that Bobby and Connie's disruptive behavior stem from bad parental uh, imaging at home, and and uh, that that's a real problem for Hank. Uh, he's he's asking about uh, whether it's his fault, uh, and. Uh, then <laughs> the, the teacher says, I'm not going to play your blame game, Mr. Hill. Your son mocked a beautiful Scottish folk song. We owe it to ourselves to find out why. It's just the stupidest argument I've yeah, ever heard. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, and so Khan, of course, has to chime in. And he says, yeah, he makes a good point. He says you're a bad father. Hank does not like that. Uh, but the, I really like John Ritter's like passive that I was speaking oh, to. Oh, he's him. very yeah. passive aggressive. Yeah. No, you're not bad dads. You just have bad dad habits. Bad dad habits. Gentlemen, let's try an active listening exercise. And you know how much Hank loves this kind of stuff. Uh, Con, I want you to tell Hank something you like about him. And Hank actively listens to the compliment. Bobby, Connie, watch and learn. Yeah, it's your boy's fault we're here. He bad crowd. You punish him. <laughs> you don't worry about Bobby. They, you just punish Con Jr. It, it, it's the silence that kills me, right? Yeah. Before that happens. Happens and Khan just can't control himself. It's your fault. 
And then Hank's like, don't worry about Bobby. You just punished Khan Jr. She's the mastermind behind all this. And uh, he says, of course, there will be punishment. Uh, and then, uh, damn right, there will be punishment. Uh, and so they, they kind of take off. Um, and they're left to their own devices to punish their kids. Yeah. Uh, now we hear from Dale, of course. Dale has to chime in on, on this kind of stuff. And he says, uh, he says to Hank, and this is later on at Hank's house. Yeah. He says, Joseph says, Bobby's in the doghouse. How you going to punish him, Hank? And he says, well, sir, that boy's going to clean, clean my, my rain gutters. gutters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and then Bill, uh, of course, a little glimpse into Bill's childhood and his idiosyncrasies and issues at this point. He yeah. says, well, whatever works for you, I believe a child's benefit more from a psychological approach is when I, oh, no, that's, that's uh, Dale. Yeah, saying Dale. That he needs to, he when needs, I need to correct Joseph, I just tell him he's adopted. <laughs> yeah, what which the is, hell? Which is nuts. It's and really then Bill, nuts, especially for the situation. <laughs> and then we get Bill's intro where uh, Bill's he's, uh, yeah, weird. my dad used to punish me by telling me I was a girl. He used to make me wear dresses. Pretty, pretty dresses. Which kind of uh, later on, whenever he goes nuts over Lenore again and he wears a dress, it kind of, mm. kind of a foreshadowing of yep. that, of that episode. So, uh, which is odd. Like that is, that is some deeply disturbing. <laughs> it like, is pretty disturbing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Repressed memory for sure. He should talk to somebody about that. So Hank sees, uh, con, uh, punishing con jr. By, uh, making her mow the yard. And this pretty much upsets Hank. Mowing uh, the lawn is a privilege, not a punishment. That's right. That's right. Putting and the fear of God in Con Jr. Con, con, she cons. learned what it like to be you. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, he, he... And this uh, comment right here is so funny where where Hank tells him, he goes, you know, it's that kind of permissive parenting that forfeited your country to the communists. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, next we get Bobby up on top trying to clean the rain gutters out. And there's some uh, and, uh, little there's birds. Some birds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, of course, Bobby gets sidetracked with the little baby birds. Baby birds, where's your mommy? And then the birds come after him yeah, because Blue he's Jays. messing with the babies. Yeah, he's yeah, getting eaten yeah. up by a blue jay. And so uh, <laughs> Hank and Peggy are inside. And, of course, Hank's comment is, uh, that's a roof, not American, American bandstand, bandstand, which is so freaking out of touch. Right? It is. Well, it, it's funny, too. And then uh, – all the noise that he's making, and then she says, Hank, let him dance. He's happy. Like, that's just a weird thing to say, too. Like, like let him dance. Let him dance. He's On happy. the roof? No. Like, he needs to get off the roof before he starts damaging the roof. So, next thing we see is uh, Bobby and uh, Con Jr. meeting up uh, in the side yard there. And she says, hi. And his first thing is, a, ba- a bird pecked my head. Yeah, a bird pecked my head. Yeah. So they start talking about how parents are such a drag, and uh, Bobby says they're always treating us like kids. We're not children. We're preteens, damn it. Let's he, get out of this dump. What, what I love is... Oh, how he hung on, damn it. I love how yeah. he hangs on, damn it. Yeah, because that's such a bad thing damn to say. It. Yeah, like damn he's, it? he's not sure if he was going to say it or not. Yeah. And so uh, Con Jr. says, let's get out of here. Let's do something fun. They're tired of being punished. And Bobby's like, uh, yeah, well, as long as we're back for supper, because his mom's fixing pork pockets. Pork pockets. I don't know what the hell a pork pocket is. But it yeah. sounds disgusting. <laughs> well, I know in jail, uh, the word pork pocket means... A, That's a whole different a, thing. A sewed-in pocket on your clothes that to is smuggle food out. That is a whole different thing. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, and so uh, she says, "Let's." it's a deal. Bobby's like, let's boogie. And then Bobby, he just doesn't get it. Like, no, he doesn't Con Jr. just wants to hang out with him, you know? And I think she, I mean, she likes him. 
but he can't see that. Yeah, for the most part. And so he's going to stop and get Joseph. She tells him how he she doesn't like Joseph because he threw a dodgeball at me once. And Bobby's like, well, I'm sure he had a good reason. I'm not sure what the good reason would be to throw a dodgeball at somebody other than playing dodgeball. Uh, yeah. And so uh, uh, Joseph is outside, and Joseph, in his uh, always introspective way, says, uh, you want to do something? Bobby's like, uh, or Khan says, no, Bobby's yeah, he already has plans That's with me her, because yeah. she does not want to hang out with with uh, Joseph. No, she really doesn't. And Joseph's like, uh, and of course, Bobby being uh, clueless here, he's just like, yeah, I want to come. And uh, Joseph launches into uh, what they could possibly do. Uh, he said they could go to the uh, crosswalk and press the buttons and run away. <laughs> and, of course, Bobby thinks that's very cool. Uh, and uh, Con Jr. is like, Bobby and I don't like to do that. So she's now speaking for Bobby as uh, kind of a couple almost, yeah. right? And uh, Joseph is arguing with her, well, Bobby and I do like to do that. And then her idea of fun would be we could go to the library and talk. Uh, which Joseph is uh, like, yeah, why don't we just go back to school and wait for tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> which he's got kind of a point as a kid. Yeah, he does. Um, and then Bobby being the uh, one that's going to calm everything down, he's like, hey, come on, guys. Uh, don't make this a contest for my friendship. Now, I say we yeah, go which to is a- so humble. Of him, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> now, calm I down, s- guys. I say we go to Electric Town and watch TV. And which, they both said, no. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what Electric Town is? I have no clue. Oh, uh, so, electronic store, right? So uh, it was a uh, part of Montgomery Wards, the department store. It was, I, I'm assuming this is what he's referring to. He may be referring to a fictional store, but in Montgomery Wards, they had a thing called Electric Avenue. Yeah. Just like the song, of, you know, going electric down Electric Avenue. Avenue. But that's where all the TVs were. That's where the laser disc players were and all that oh, kind cool. of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Laser disc players. <laughs> that's where the laser disc players were. Uh, so Joseph has a, has a brilliant idea. He you says know, they kind of hold up still. Laser like, disc? Yeah, they, they kind of hold up. Yeah, you know, I've I talked mean, it's about not much. Yeah, it's not much, not much better than a VHS, but it's still like, they still hold up pretty good. Well, the only thing with laser disc is you had to flip them, like right in the middle of the movie sometimes. Or if you have a high-end device. Yeah, it would flip it. The it would have lasers flips. on both sides. Oh, really? So the, the laser had, ran on a track and then went around like Is that there still a gap like when it flips? Yeah, it'll stop for a second yeah. and then flip and then re-automatically start up. It's amazing. Uh, and so uh, Joseph has a great idea that they could go to the caves. Yeah. Uh, and he wants to, he says it's kind of like sneaking into an R-rated movie. And uh, Khan is is pretty flabbergasted by the fact that he's been to an R-rated movie. Uh, but I love the, what Joseph says. He says, yeah, but the only person naked was Harvey Keitel. So, Who's that? <laughs> he's an actor. Okay. And I'm assuming he's talking about the movie The Piano, which was out at that time, which uh, is famous for Harvey Keitel's uh, Ding Dong showing. Ah, okay. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, that's probably what he was. <laughs> yeah. And so. Oh, okay. Uh, I know who he is now. Yeah. And uh, Khan finally agrees to it. And Joseph is like, well, it's pretty dark. Let's get some butane lighters. I love the fact that he calls it a butane lighter, not just a lighter. Yeah, just a lighter. Right? My dad says butane's a bastard gas. <laughs> and so. It's just weird, the stuff that they're getting. They're getting can- scented candles. This one smells like leather pants. I got tube chips and spray cheese. <laughs> uh, what did, he, he what did Bobby keep- say? Yeah. And then Bobby said, I got glow wands and pantyhose for the pantyhose lady. Like, what the, the hell? Lady. Like, yeah. what is she going to do with pantyhose? So, uh, it, next thing you see is you see uh, Hank back at the house, and uh, he's asking what uh, he's asking Boomhauer what he's doing. He says he's getting a dang old tan, man. Uh, we just cleaned your gutters for you. 
And Hank is very confused because that was Bobby's punishment. Uh, and uh, uh, <laughs> Bill says, maybe you call it punishment. I call, call it, it punishment. punishment. That's right. Yeah. And so he wants to know where Bobby is. Uh, he shouts down to, uh, uh, or he, he wants to know where Bobby is, and then you hear Khan shouting for Khan Jr., and uh, then uh, Hank is convinced that Khan has convinced Bobby again and led him astray. Uh, and Khan's like, you, your skinhead gone too? Yeah. <laughs> so he's calling Bobby a skinhead. Uh, and so uh, it, uh, Hank says... When Which he, is wild. When he, I don't know why. He would, I, don't know, I don't know. I don't either. know who wrote that There's line. So, yeah. It's such weird comments in it this one. It is a weird comment. I'm not sure who wrote that one. Hank <laughs> says uh, when he does so find those kids, they're going to be in real trouble. Uh, and then in comes Dale. He he's looking for Joseph. He uh he, he and the only reason he wants Joseph is because he's not back with his pick six numbers, and he's starting I can't to work. Win it if I'm not, not in it, he can't win it if he's not in it. Oh, uh, speaking of lotteries, uh, yeah. Have you seen that movie with Brian Cranston? Uh, no, I haven't watched that yet. The one with the lottery, yeah. Deal? With uh, uh, what's really her name? Good. Is it really? Yeah, where I he can't figures remember out the name. scheme. Yeah, yeah, where he figures out the math or whatever on it. It's yeah. like a true story about a guy who was like an analyst for Kellogg's. Yeah, yeah. and he was able to like analyze oh, the need world and stuff. Yeah, 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 it's really cool. Yeah. I I showed that to my wife. It's a feel good film. It, like, I showed it to my it, wife. Like, the other you don't day. feel bad because they're not criminals. They're not doing anything yeah. criminal. So it's like yeah. a really feel good movie. I asked my wife about it the other day. I was like, "Would you want to watch that?" She goes, "No, you don't watch that." So I guess I have to watch it on my own. I'll be watching that about 3 a.m. tonight. There you go. Uh, so uh, next thing we see is they are they have found the entrance to the caves, uh, and uh, all of them shout, the caves, the like caves. it's some big thing that's been. Uh, and then we meet Randy. Randy. Uh, we've met him before. Uh, have we met Randy before? Yeah, he was on the Wimitanya episode. He was oh, the kid in right. the backseat. That's right. My dad does this. <laughs> My dad. That guy. That guy. So yeah. Randy My says, dad. hey, you shouldn't go in there. Yeah. And then Joseph, of course, you know, yeah, he knows right. how Randy is. Just play with your toy, Randy. And then even Con Jr., she's like, later, loser. Yeah. Which <laughs> Randy must be a real pain in the ass. <laughs> Yep. So uh, Bobby, Bobby is like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe Randy's right. Uh, and then Con Junior is like, I thought Bobby. this was real sweet too. How she did it because she didn't, she wasn't mean yeah, to she him. She didn't want to make him feel bad. Yeah, yeah. I, she wanted to make Randy feel bad. But she said, uh, you know, if you're not, uh, if if you're scared, you can stay out of here. You can pretend it's a headquarters. And then uh, Randy pipes up again, and he goes. <laughs> Uh, uh, you want to watch me fly my plane? <laughs> and Bobby's like, uh, wait for me. That's yeah, enough. wait for <laughs> me. Know? I'm out. Yeah, he couldn't handle yeah. any more Randy. And then Randy, you get he's like the old prospector or the guy who tells the people not to go to the haunted You'll mansion or something. Right. Yeah. You'll be sorry. <laughs> All right. And then uh, that is a commercial break. And we uh, are going to take one, too. And we'll be right back. From the host of the popular podcast, The Only One in the Room, Stash by Laura Cathcart Robbins is a propulsive and vivid memoir about the journey to sobriety and self-love amidst addiction, privilege, racism, and self-sabotage. Best-selling author Holly Whitaker calls it an irresistibly delicious story. And MacArthur Foundation fellow and best-selling author Kiese Lehman says Stash is emotionally riveting. Buy Stash by Laura Cathcart Robbins now wherever books are sold. Looking to start a business? You'll need a registered agent to receive legal notices and documents on your behalf. Look no further than Universal Registered Agents. Our team of professionals will ensure you never miss an important document. And we can even help you form your business with services like entity formation and document filing. Plus, 
we'll help you switch to our service for a lower cost and pay the change fees. Trust Universal Registered Agents to help your business succeed. Contact us today to learn more. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy. Available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It is uh, summertime here in Central Texas, and I don't know about you, but I am already sweating. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've got swamp ass and ball sweat <laughs> more than I know what to do with. And, you know, yeah. if uh, if it wasn't for Ballsy and their products, Ballsy. I'm sure right now I'd be able to smell my own balls. So I'm really, yeah. really Not you great. know, thankful for their products. Yeah. You know, your cleanliness uh, is a reflection of you, uh, especially below the belt. Uh, and, you know, I... I I think about cleanliness a lot because, like, I've, I've got a beard. I've had one for a long time. You've got one. Um, but I never really think about taking care of my down under as I do my face. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think that a lot of people, you know, think about keeping their balls clean and fresh. No. I think that's a, a, a an endemic in uh, males is keeping our groin area clean. Yeah, because I mean it's no secret that balls are prone to odor, sweat, irritation. So, so you need something like ballsy. Yeah. So guys, you need to upgrade your balls game with Ballsy. Yep. Uh, they've got quality, long-lasting products formulated to keep you fresh, comfortable, and confident. And for me, yep. uh, I tried out the Ballsy trimmer, mm. uh, the beard, the beard trimmer part of it. I oh, shaved my okay. mustache with that's it. That's the cool thing. It comes with both. Both yeah, heads. it comes with the, yeah, it comes with both heads. So it's not like you have to use the same head on your face as you do your your intimate regions. Yeah, your intimate regions. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they got your sack covered with a ball wash, sack spray, and more. And I'll attest to the ball wash. My balls have never smelled cleaner and felt fresher ever sure. in the entirety of my life. So yeah, I took uh, a I took a small uh, sample of, of friends and family, and they said my balls smelled wonderful. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. that's good. My it, dog. It told was me, uncomfortable after that. Yeah, I'm still, sure it was. It was yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, when you go to Ballsy, uh, you can get uh, different things like like you can take a quiz to see where to start. Uh, they have a sack pack. Uh, the sack pack has all of it. Uh, it's yes, the, ultimate, the trifecta. It is the ultimate trifecta of products specially formulated to take care of your most prized possessions, which should be your balls. And the uh, big thing is, is it is made right here in the U.S. of A. In the U.S. of A. That's right. And and it always will be. Always will be. Or so tell the people at Ballsy. Or so says Ballsy. So and they says have Ballsy. over 200,000 currently satisfied customers with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So you've got to give it a try. Yeah. There's no risks involved. Yeah. And the only thing that could happen out of this is clean, fresh balls. That's what I'm saying, right? So what you need to do is go to ballwash.com, uh, put in promo code K-O-T-H, as in king of the hill. So ballwash.com, promo code K-O-T-H, and you'll receive 20% off your order of $50 or more. That's 20% off when you go to ballwash.com and put in promo code K-O-T-H. So says Ballsy. Balls. Balls. Hey, Rusty. Hey, Mike. Your dog deserves tasty, healthy, real food, not kibble. Don't give him kibble. No, I, I like to give my dog food that's created by a vet that exceeds all industry standards. There you Fresh go. dog food, stable life, uh, sorry, a, a stable shelf life and affordable. Uh, this this food here, Sundays for Dogs, Mike, it's 40, Sundays for dogs. It's 40% less expensive Holy than leading fresh crud. brands. Yeah, and uh, you know it, it's it like you say it's created by a vet. It's shelf stable, which 
I, I don't get those dog foods that are in the freezer and refrigerator and stuff. That just seems like a lot. Uh, I've got a friend of mine who makes his own cat food, which is weird. But uh, it, it's especially weird when you could get it from Sundays. That's for dogs. what I'm saying, right? You know, I mean, he's got cats, so he's weird anyway. But well, he could feed it Sundays for dogs. And feed his cats to Sundays for dogs. It's created by a vet. It's fresh dog food. Uh, it's uh, customized for dog size, breed, and activity level. So all he has to do is take a quick quiz and see if it's right for his pup. Yeah, you just go to SundaysForDogs.com. You take the quiz. Uh, best part about all this, uh, well, let me tell you about some of the benefits first. Uh, you're going to get uh, increased excitement uh, from your dog about eating, uh, which my dogs uh, are, are not super excited about eating because I buy them junk, uh, but not anymore. Uh, you'll get better stool, which, you know, if your dogs stay outside all day, that's a big deal. Uh, you'll get more energy out of their, out of your dogs, improve weight, softer coat, just a better life for your dogs. Yeah, if you feed them, this my stuff. dog loves it. Uh, yeah. it's real easy for her to eat. She's, she's an older dog, but it's really easy for her to eat. And she's uh, 104. She's 104. Yes. Right. And, uh, the fact not that in it's dog years, not in dog years, in human years. Yeah. She's yeah. extremely, extremely old. <laughs> and I think it's due to eating Sundays for dogs. Sure. Uh, which the quality ingredients are really good for her health. The, yeah. the crap they put in, you know, a lot of the store brand is stuff junk, is just yeah. junk for them. Yeah. And uh, a lot of filler and stuff like that. It's and like she's, feeding your kid Doritos all day. Yeah, that's you what know? it is. It's uh, like a, a bag of Doritos. That kid's going to stop up at some point. And Sundays for dogs <laughs> is like a, a bag of carrots with... It is. It's like carrots and real meat and things just like that. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, if you go to sundaysfordogs.com and take that quiz and figure out the right plan for your pup... Uh, the best part about that is you can get 35% off your first order if you use the code K-O-T-H, as in King of the Hill. K-O-T-H, and you'll get 35% off your order. Well, wow, 35%. That's, that's a big good. deal. That you know, most play, most of these things you hear is 10%. But uh, for this one, you go to sundaysfordogs.com, enter K-O-T-H as the code, and get 35% off. Yeah, that's great. Wolf. Okay, so we are back, and uh, we've got Wimitanya. You, we have uh, the guys out looking for the kids because uh, it seems like every third or fifth episode the kids are lost somewhere, and everybody's worried about them. Uh, They are worried about finding the kids and cons. Like uh, first, we look for Con Junior at Contemporary Art Museum. Oh, sorry. sorry Arlen doesn't, doesn't have, have one. one. Yeah, so like, <laughs> petty. Like, why are you so <laughs> making petty. fun of the city just because they don't have an art museum? Yeah, and Hank uh, is like, let's get one thing straight. You may be driving, but I'm leading this posse, and if forced, I will commandeer the vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> and then it switches to... Uh, and switches to Peggy and uh, Min. Yeah, Min. And uh, she's like, do you see them? Uh, and then Min is very worried about Peggy's erratic driving. Yeah, this, these, these con- like this whole conversation <laughs> exchange, she goes, uh, please. please take pedal for metal. <laughs> They're probably at the mall. She goes, my heart is racing here, men. When my heart races, my Buick follows. <laughs> my Buick like, what the follows, hell? <laughs> yeah. And so uh, men tells her to calm down. Uh, Peggy Hill, look at my hand. Uh, still as a Monet water lily, which is a weird thing to say. That is but another weird hey, thing whatever. to say. Yeah. Uh, and then Peggy's like, well, being calm comes natural to you, Buddhist. <laughs> so what if, <laughs> what if Connie's run away? She'll just come, come back, back as, as a grasshopper, grasshopper or a seahorse. I'm sorry, man. I'm just a little on edge. I just think that that exchange is very funny. Yeah, it was good. Uh, and then we get the kids in the cave. Uh, they have come across something called the Boneyard. It's written in ancient English. Uh huh. Yeah, she <laughs> says it's written in English. Ancient English. 
Uh, Bobby, of course, who has really not come into his own yet, uh, asked what the Boneyard is. And Joseph, of course, he is the most worldly oh, yeah. of it's, them all. It's either the place where old people go to die or young people go to make out. What if you're wrong? And it's where young people go to die and old people go to make out. <laughs> like it makes a difference. Yeah. Uh, and so now we're back to uh, them searching for the kids. And then uh, uh, they are outside of a sheet music store. And he goes, uh, he points, he goes, go there. And then Hank said, well, no American child would run away from a sheet music store. Like said, well, run away to a sheet music store. He says they do if they want to hide, hide from, from a hillbilly, hillbilly parent. parent. <laughs> uh, last place you look, hillbilly. Uh, and so uh, then we get uh, Peggy coming back to the Hill House because they have searched everywhere. They can't find the kids. Luann is on the couch. And I've got a question for you. Luann says, uh, I thought you and men were looking for Bobby and Connie. And Peggy's like, men decided you'd rather look for them in a taxi. I am just such a jumble. Uh, she says, Aunt Peggy, why don't you sit down with the TV for a minute and clear, clear your, your head? head? She says, okay, but just for a minute. And she says, guess what? Monsignor Martinez rented a sports car in the name of those little babies. And those little babies. So this, this is the, the first. That's what I was going to ask. Is yeah, this yeah, the first yeah. time we see Monsignor Martinez? So this Martinez? is the first we see Monsignor Martinez. But it is not the last. So he pops up. Oh, in, God, no. uh, He pops up in four episodes in season two, three episodes in season six, and one episode in season eight. And I got a little bit of lore for it. I so, just love those kind of things. It's it's like Chuck Mangione being used, right? Yeah, it's, it's, and it's almost kind of like in The Simpsons, the Ren and Stimpy. Or yeah. not Ren and Stimpy. Why did I say Ren and Stimpy? Well, uh, uh, itchy and, uh, and scratchy. scratchy. It's yeah, the itchy yeah, and scratchy yeah. stuff. It's like well, we that. used to have the Ren and Stimpy dolls on the wall. I think that's yeah, probably, yeah, that's probably what you were looking is, at. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, where'd they go? Uh, yeah, they're not here anymore. Oh, okay. We classed up the joint. Uh, and so uh, now we are... Uh, oh, you were going to give me some uh, stuff yeah, about some Monsignor lore. Martinez. Okay, so Monsignor Martinez uh, was a TV show that ran from 1997 to 2009. Wait, it was a real uh, thing? It was called, no, it wasn't. It's, oh, okay. like, this is the lore inside the show. Okay. So it's called The Days and Nights of Monsieur Martinez in English. Days and Nights. And uh, it said, uh, Las Dias y Las Noches de Monsieur Martinez. So <laughs> that that's how they would say it. But his catchphrase, of course, was Vaya con Dios. But the cool thing about it was is there's actually a pilot episode of a live-action spinoff no. that they were, that they were going to do for... Really? That yeah, oh my they, God. they that would have so been fantastic. It never aired, and it was long considered lost. But apparently, a private collector had a VHS copy of it. Oh my! And God. Uh, it's the, there's a very detailed history where it deconstructs everything that's there. Oh my there. God! I would love to see that. Yeah. Oh my! I'll get God. you that link. Hey, Mike Judge, come on, make that thing. He can now. He's got his own stuff. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, yeah, could, I'm thing, sure he could have. That would be fantastic. I want to see a Monsignor Martinez live action show. Yeah, I would like to see that too. Just a dude that's a priest, but he kind of almost reminds me of like uh, the Boondock Saints or something. Oh, yeah. But like yeah. a, but like a, a well, Spanish version. It, yeah, almost a telenovela version of Boondock Saints. Right? <laughs> yeah. So we're back at the caves with the kids. Uh, Bobby doesn't think he can make it. Uh, and. Uh, Con Jr., she's uh, trying to let him know that, yeah, you can make it. Uh, and, uh, and Joseph offers his shirt. He says, go ahead, uh, grab my shirt. And then uh, we did it. We're in the boneyard. In the boneyard. And then they start seeing all of the spray painting on the walls and stuff. Uh, Con Jr. asks who's Frampton because it says Frampton lives. Yeah. And so that is Peter Frampton, I'm assuming, is who they're referring to. I think so. Uh, Joseph finds a playboy. 
Uh, he he uh, shouts score. Uh, Bobby says, great. I haven't seen this one. Like he's seen any. Like he's boys. seen any of them. Yeah. yeah. And then Con Jr. is like, oh, I hope there's an article by Norman Mailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so Joseph is like, check this out. Our unabashed dictionary defines heavy petting as when things get out of control at a Weight Watchers meeting. <laughs> and they start laughing. Being Joseph and Bobby, Con Jr. Yeah, they look at Bobby. Bobby does not get it. I don't get even it. get it. Con Jr. says he doesn't get it. And I love the quote from Bobby who says, I'm starting to get things. <laughs> oh, I get it now. Yeah. I got it. Okay. There we go. Yeah, you could almost hear it when it clicked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> The lights are on. No <laughs> now, one's home. Now we're back uh, with uh, them searching for the kids. Uh, and the Con Jr. says, I thought the kids would be here. Sure as a world. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, but, uh, that is that is Hank. And, and, and I'm sorry, I misread that. I knew it was Hank when he said, "I'll be dipped" at the end. He said, oh, "I thought dipped, the kids yeah. would be here." Sure as a word, I'll be dipped. Uh, I'll and then he says, dipped. "Hey, Randy, have you seen Bobby and Joseph and that Con Junior?" And Randy's like, "Maybe, maybe, maybe not. not. What are you we guys gonna do?" do? He said, "We're gonna tan their hides, and that's enough for Randy." He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah well, then I'll tell you." Yeah, he's a snitch. He's yeah. ready. To, he's ready to tell. They're in he's the caves. Teller. I did the right thing. I told him not to go. Yeah, big teller. And then, of course, Randy's dad. Do we have any idea what Randy's dad's name is? Besides Randy's dad, Eugene. <laughs> is it? I think so. Oh, Was that his dad's name, Eugene? That fits. I'm pretty sure uh, that's his dad's And name. so he I exclaims, you heard him, Hank. We have no legal responsibility. Yeah, we have no legal responsibility. And so Hank, of course, he knows what the caves are. He's just, oh, my God, they're in the caves. Uh, no, and his dad's name is Eustace. Eustace, that's easy. Useless Eustace. Oh, uh, there it is. Yeah, because yeah. they've said that before. Uh, and then uh, Khan wants to know what's going on with the, uh, with the caves. He says, uh, what's the problem? That's good news. We know where there are. And then, of course, we get uh, no. Uh, we get Dale with no con. Heap bad news. Yeah. I don't understand where yeah, that comes get that. from, get but okay. Uh, and then uh, Hank it, it lets them know that the caves are where Arlen teenagers go to make uh, whoopee. Whoopee. Yeah. So we're back in the caves, and uh, Joseph says, uh, "Check it out. He has found a brazier or a bra for uh, the common man." Uh, and Bobby says it must have fallen off some woman. Yeah, <laughs> just, and it's just a really, really odd exchange. You could tell that they don't really nobody knows they what the hell's no going idea on. What this is yeah. And then uh, Joseph is like, "Here, Connie, you could use this." She's like, "Thanks." <laughs> and then Bobby picks up a can of skulls and says, "Hey, Connie, I found you this skull." <laughs> and then he goes, "I wrote you a song." And he goes, "I'm a skull man." Did it do? Did it do? Yeah, Connie is not. Uh, I mean, uh, Connie Junior is not impressed at all. Uh, and then, uh, the lights go out, uh, Joseph says, dang. And, uh, she, uh, con junior says that's our last candle. It's very dark. I'm scared. Uh, Joseph says me too. And then Bobby says, uh, me three, wait, we've got glow ones. He fires one up and he sees them holding hands. Bobby is very, very disappointed at this point. Extremely disappointed. Yeah. Uh, Bobby is one of those kids who, uh, has a crush, but doesn't know how to act on it. You know, I mean, he's, how old is he at this point? Only like 10, between 10 and 12. I think he's yeah. 12. Yeah. He's right on the cusp yeah. of knowing what's going on. He's probably like halfway through puberty. He's starting to get things. He's probably got like the, started to go through like the physical part of puberty, but not the mental part. So we're back at, uh, the adults trying to find the kids and Dale, uh, spots their bikes and says they're inside. All right. Oh God, I can't see. I can't see. We're all going to die. 
And then Hank has to let him know that, uh, Dale, you still got your uh, sunglasses on. Yeah, you got your sunglasses on, Dale. <laughs> I have my sunglasses on, too. Story behind that is uh, I left my glasses in the car when I came inside. And by the time I sat oh. down, I was like, damn, it's dark in here. <laughs> and then I pulled my glasses forward. And I was like, oh, it's because I got my sunglasses on still. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we are in a new studio here, and it is darker. Oh, beautiful. It's nice. It used to be. I like the ambiance. I like the, I like the it's ambience it's a nice set. aesthetic, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's Maybe very. Get, like some lights on him. Yeah, it's it'd be, uh, very calm. Great, yeah. We have a uh, woolly mammoth on the on the wall. The Waco woolly mammoth. The Waco woolly mammoth. Uh, and so um, painted by yours truly, Mike. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying. Uh, then Hank says, uh, uh, just to kind of get Dale out of the picture, he says, "I tell you what, Dale, why don't you go tell Peggy and men we're here so they don't worry." And then it, uh, <laughs> this is funny coming from Dale. He says, "I noticed my wife's name was not among those mentioned, and am I to assume Nancy should continue worrying?" And Khan has had enough. He's just like, you go now. Yeah. So uh, we see Dale come up uh, to uh, Peggy and uh, uh, men, and he's like, Mayday, Mayday, the kids are in the cave. And then, uh, of course, that sends Peggy off the off the side of the building. Yeah, this she's, is about, this is a part right here that I thought was she, funny because she says that is where half of Arlen's unplayed <laughs> pranks is again. And then the camera hits over to Peggy. Uh, uh, Nancy and uh, John Redcorn, and they both look at each other real sheepishly. Yeah. Uh, she said, uh, Hank and Con, uh, Dale tells them that Hank and Con have gone in to pry them apart. Yeah, like, God, like they're, they're excessive with this crap. And Peggy's like, Dear Lord, let them find those kids before I'm in laws with men. So uh, now we. It's crazy though, they're 12, and their parents are thinking that they're in there. Yeah, know, they're, 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 that's like the their, first thing they're thinking about. Yeah, they're doing whoopee. Uh, so we're back in the cave with the kids and, uh, men's a little worried now. She's, she's, maybe we should go back. Joseph is, yeah, I guess. And then they can't find their way out. Uh, they feel like they're, they're lost. And, uh, so now we got lost kids in the boneyard. Lost kids in the boneyard. (laughs) Big, big pause between lost kids in the boneyard. Uh, so now we get, uh, we get the, the, uh, con, and Hank inside looking for the kids, and uh, Hank is uh, like he doesn't remember which way to go. Yeah, he doesn't he, know anything. Yeah, he said it's been a while, and I need to get my bearings. And he said, Khan says, "While you get your bearings, my, my child's, child's bearing, bearing your, your child's child." child. <laughs> and so they finally, uh, hopefully, find a way in. Uh, then we go back to Dale. Uh, he says, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. We go back to Bobby. Yeah. Uh, and he's and smacking on the food. Bobby is eating all of the food. And he said, I can't stop. Like it's the it's end of, of the control. Friggin', yeah. It's yeah. like, it's the end of the friggin' world. And so Joseph is like, way to go. We're out of food. And he says, I'm sorry when I'm, I'm upset. upset I get hungry. That's yeah. right. And then, uh, Khan, uh, fires back before we're all upset, Bobby. And then comes Bobby's big soliloquy here where he's like, but you're upset together and I'm upset all by myself. I see things clearly now. I'm going to grow up without anyone to love and die friendless and alone like Weird Al Yankovic. I won't stand in your way. When the time comes, I want you to eat me. Which is a weird thing to say, it right? It is a weird thing to say. You this isn't lost. eat me. And they've been in there for like five minutes. Yeah, and this isn't lost. You no. Know, like, I'm sure that... They just walk in one direction long enough. That's what I'm saying, right? I mean, it's it's not like they're in a hedge maze or yeah. anything. Uh, and so, uh, but this touches men deeply. I mean, uh, Con Jr. Con Jr. Deeply. It touches her deeply. She says, you would do that for us? 
Bobby's like, of course I would. You're my best friends. My, my best body friend. is my but, gift yeah, to my you. Yeah, my body is my gift to you. Such a weirdo. <laughs> he says some of the weirdest stuff. <laughs> and Joseph, being the voice of reason here, yeah, which is weird. It wouldn't have to be if you would have just left some, some of those chips. <laughs> yeah, but... But uh, that's how drastic it is to 12 years old. Imagine you're 12 oh, yeah. years old, you're going it's spelunking true. in a cave, and all you have is a, a bag of chips and a bottle of water between two people, three <laughs> people, and then that's all you had. Yeah. So... Um, Real dramatic. Yeah, yeah, it is super dramatic. Uh, but uh, Con Jr. is like Bobby. You know, it's so kind and brave. Thank you. Which is also dramatic. It's a real dramatic scene. Yeah. yeah. And then Bobby's like, "I'm doing it for your children too. We have to <laughs> yeah. think of them." <laughs> it's just so yeah, stupid. It's it's out of yeah, there. It's pretty like rough. his body's gonna keep him alive long enough to matter. So we go back to uh, all the adults outside, and Nancy pipes up, uh, says, "I'm starting to worry. Hank and Con should have found him by now." And then uh, <laughs> I'm sure they're safe and not exploring each other's bodies, <laughs> not exploring each other's bodies. Even if they are, there's nothing that lovers could do that could possibly take this long. Am I right? And of course, that's Dale. Oh, uh, this whole part right here is funny. I love this part. So, and then, so Dale goes, uh, he's, he's like, uh, what could possibly, what could lovers do that could possibly take, take that long? this long? And then, and then uh, John he goes, am Redcorn. I right? And then John Redcorn goes, yes, if you only consider your own needs. <laughs> and then Nancy goes, well, oh gosh, I think I need a beer. And then she says, Honey, you want a beer? Both. Both of them Dale answer Dale and yes. John answered. And yeah. Dale goes, how did he know I wanted a beer? <laughs> it's just so <laughs> clueless. So we are back to Hank and uh, Con uh, trying to go through the uh, the caves, looking for the kids. Uh, and uh, Con says, uh, it's too narrow. I must go back. Hank is kind of shoved into a little crevice there. He says, come on, shove me, damn it. And uh, Khan falls down. He falls into a bunch of beer cans. Of course, this is where the kids go to drink and apparently explore each other's bodies. Yeah. Uh, he says, now I'm sticky with beer. This is the worst birthday I've ever had. And this is kind of a touching moment that they share. It is here. just a real quick brief. Just yeah, like it's super brief. Yeah, brief he, goes, he goes, I didn't know it was your birthday. And Khan's like, uh, I'm 41. And, <laughs> and then they share like a moment of silence for just a second. And it, and it is, it's pretty touching. Hank's like, you know, I think we're lost. And Khan's like, you think so? And, and then uh, we're back to the Khan-Hank dynamic where Hank says, Dale will bring the fire department. They'll find us. And then you get Khan with, that's great. All hopes for survival pinned you know, on Dale, Dale Gribble. Gribble. I'm going to die like an English, English patient, patient girlfriend. girlfriend. Long, Long, painful, boring, boring death. death. Yeah. Uh, and Hank's... Uh, Hank, Hank, always the voice of reason, says, well, if we're lost, the kids are probably lost too. Uh, and then um, <laughs> this is this is another kind of touching moment here. You see the good side of Khan. Uh, he said, you make me nervous uh, that Joseph with Khan Jr., his whole family, like a Tennessee Williams play, which yeah. he, he does have a point there, <laughs> he right? He does, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and Hank's like, well, Joseph's a good boy. Say, why aren't you nervous about Bobby? He said, until puberty, he do no worse than a hickey. Besides, I know he's a good boy. And that's really kind of touching. Another little touching because moment. Not, not but a few minutes ago did he call him a skinhead. And now he's yeah, like, yeah, I know yeah. he's a good boy. He knows he's a good boy at the yeah. end of the day. And Hank's like, well, you know, I appreciate it, Con. But I tell you what, many a good go boy's gone bad in the boneyard, which I would love to have on a shirt. Yeah, uh, good boys gone bad at the boneyard. That's that's a great band. Said, it's a band yeah. name, not, not just a shirt. You can have a whole line of he merch. He said, you know, I shouldn't be telling you this, but it's where a lot of us got to second base for the first time. Boning in the boneyard. Second base. <laughs> yeah, second base. Just second. So what is second base to you? Oh, to me? Yeah. Uh, 
Is it over or over. under? I mean, I guess I thought first base was over by I thought second base was like well, I think first base is just kissing, right? And yeah, I think second base would be over but touching. Right? I don't know. I was always like, I was always trying to slide into home. I was <laughs> basically, we weren't worried about bases. We were trying to run all the way to the house. That's <laughs> funny. Uh, and so they talk about Khan uh, asking what's second base. And he said, well, where I come from, it means, uh, well. This is funny to me that, how he struggles oh, through the he, he can't even say yeah. it at all. <laughs> and, and we're only talking about second base here. Yeah, we're not, we're said, not talking about a home run. You see, uh, when two people are attracted to each other, well, your hand. And, <laughs> It's like he's talking to a like a twelve year old. Yeah, it's like he's turned his chair around and he's a really cool uh, youth pastor or something. Uh, he says, "Yikes, <laughs> cool youth pastor." I don't know. Don't explain a home run. You'll have a heart attack. In Laos, we call it. What do you say? Pass, pass on, on pate. pate. Pass on pate. Yeah, and Hank really likes that. He says, "Pass on pate." It's, I like it. It sounds clean. He's I don't a, know. It doesn't sound clean to me. We it need more dirty. euphemisms like that in this country. So uh, where did you hit your first pass on pate? He says, man, you're going to have to help me with the name of this city. He says, uh, let's see. Laufabrang City? Uh, yeah. Woof. Yeah, good, good, yeah good something luck. like that. And he <laughs> so said, I looked well, up uh, pass on pate yeah. to find out what it really means. And uh, according to... Uh, a, a Laotian translation thing. Mm-hmm. It, it translates to sex cliffs. Sex cliffs. Sure. So I guess sex Another caves good band and name. They, sex, it, cliffs. His sex cliffs. <laughs> <laughs> so he tells him about how he had uh, spring break in this town and how wild it was that uh, two out of the three guys are monks. Try not to get the possum paint there. <laughs> yeah. So we go back to the kids, uh, and uh, Joseph's like, hey, Bobby, that sounds like your dad, because they're overhearing them. They're literally right next to him. Yeah, they're next the caves. to him. Yeah, and, uh, and he goes, that sounds like your dad. And then he says, that sounds like your dad, Connie. Bobby's like, it can't be. They're not yelling at each other. Right, yeah. right, Con Jr. And then Bobby throw, falls through the hole into the bunch of beer cans, and uh, dad, Bobby, Con Jr., hello, Joseph. So that's the funniest part to me is like uh, everybody's glad to see each other. And then there's Joseph, yeah. you know, and Hank's yeah. like, hello, Joseph. And he's like, hey, Mr. Hill. <laughs> and they like exchange a hand say. So yeah, it was uh, an awkward little moment. Yeah. Uh, then there is a con. Uh, well, now we all together sit back, relax, wait for Dale Gribble to save us. Yikes. If you're waiting on Dale Gribble to save you, Boy, you're bad. Kidding, this man. is a desperate situation. And so Bobby's uh, futzing with the cans over there. And uh, uh, Hank tells him to stop it. It's a desperate situation. Besides, it's littering. And Bobby tells him that it's already been littered. Uh, somebody dropped it uh, from the top up there. Yeah. So what they've found now is that there is a hole There's up a above hole. them. Yeah. The entire time they're, they're down here sharing away. all this information, there's a hole yeah. above them. They're a hole away. Yeah. And, of course, Boomhauer Hey, hold your fire up the there. We're doing the that dangle, talking about that dangle down there in the boneyard, getting down in there, don't wander around. What's wrong with you, man? And then he yells up. He goes, Boom, Howard, I can't understand a word you're saying. Must be the echo. Just there's get the fire department to lower a rope. Yeah, there's always a reason. It's never because he's, he's talking fast. Hey, Hank, 10 4, go to lower that rope. Yeah, 10 4, top, 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 dangle, go lower that dangle rope. <laughs> so they finally get the kids out. And uh, of course, Peggy's one of the first ones there. She calls Bobby her little golden child. A little, says, yeah, that was weird okay hank put bobby's bike in the trunk 
buckle him in the back seat facing us so we can both watch him. Which is my mom called me her special boy. That's what she still writes on <laughs> on my cards and stuff. Love love to my special boy. Yeah, another band name, special boy. Yeah, special boy. Uh, and so Hank, uh, uh, he says, you know, listen, Peggy, he's not a baby anymore. He's a preteen. And this is the first time I remember Hank referring to him as a preteen, which is a big deal to Bobby. He wants to be a preteen, doesn't want to be a kid. Yeah. Uh, he said he and Joseph rode their bikes here. They can ride them home. Uh, Bobby is like, I think Bobby thought he was going to get his, his hide tanned, you know? Yeah, I think I mean, so. I really think he thought he was going to get, well, that's a punishment in itself. I remember one time my dad caught me and my friend smoking cigarettes at the park Yeah, and he made us walk back. Oh yeah. Instead of us sure. riding with it. Sure. He made us walk back to think about what the, think the about what potential damage was. Sure. And when I got to the house, the damage was, oh, well you're 17 and you're this close and I can't really stop you. Yeah. And he didn't yeah, really, I mean, what are you going to do? He didn't really stop me from smoking. He just, uh, yeah. he was just pissed. He said, if y'all going to smoke cigarettes, don't smoke where people can see it. Cause I got a phone call from somebody said they saw you at the park smoking. <laughs> so somebody in the neighborhood that knew my <laughs> dad called my dad. Smoking. Yeah. So, uh, uh, they are going to take off. Bobby is really nice about it. He says, Connie, do you need a lift? Uh, and Joseph's like, yeah, Connie, you want a lift? Which, <laughs> Joseph's just an idiot. Yeah, he is uh, an idiot. He is a big, so, big goof. Here comes Con. He's like, no, Con Jr., you come with me. We go get ice cream and a tetanus shot, which is probably warranted at this point, I would think. Yeah. Uh, and so now, last scene of the show, we see the two riding uh, back home. And uh, they have a little tender moment here yeah, where they really talk about, kind of he says, well, I think Connie likes you to, to Joseph. And he goes, no, nah, she likes you. Joseph knows that she likes that she likes Bobby. So he goes, the minute you said we could eat you, she was yours. <laughs> well, maybe she likes both of us. And he goes, well, yeah, women have trouble choosing between guys sometimes, which is funny mm. because his mom is that yeah. person. He says they sometimes like to have their cake and eat it, too. Yeah. I hear you. Like I he hear knows you what the hell like he doesn't know what the I hell he's talking about. I love that when they do uh, that, when Bobby uh, does that. Bobby does it a lot when he doesn't understand something. He's like, oh, well, hell yeah, I hear you. I feel like he gets it from his dad. When his dad is just annoyed with the guys, he just, oh, yeah, I hear you, whenever they're talking about something stupid. And so Bobby changes the subject real quick and says, uh, hey, what were you eating under there? And he goes, underwear. And he goes, you were eating underwear. underwear. <laughs> it's just so funny. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they just call each other goofs and boxers and briefs and stuff, and they just kind of ride off into yeah, the Yeah, it was really funny because they were mocking each other. I think it was really funny yeah. because uh, – I want to hold on just a second. I don't want to say it if it's not true. I think it is, though. I think uh, – Boxers or briefs? I can't remember who the voice actor was. For Are you boxers Joseph. or briefs? Oh, it was Brittany Murphy? Brittany Murphy did Joseph's voice. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, for it a while. It was done by Breck and Meyer – Afterward, never mind then. So, are you boxers or briefs? Uh, I'm neither, actually. Really? I wear briefs or nothing, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, to be uh-huh. honest, yeah. I've been boxers for some time now. Boxers. Uh, well, since I've used no, Ballsy, it has freed That's me right. from having ballsy. to use underwear, you got period. It. That's right. Thank yeah. you, Ballsy. Well, because underwear for me were always a wicking function when you're sweating, <laughs> you're sweating your ass off. And with a wicking function. And with. Ballsy, you don't have to have a wicking no, function because Ballsy stops wick. the sweat. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and the stank. Thanks, Ballsy. <laughs> so we get our credits, and then, of course, the last stinger is uh, Khan just saying, long, painful, boring death. Long, painful, boring death, yeah. Yeah. It's That's such good. a good episode. It really That's is. Really it's a feel-good episode. Again, it's it's one of those that if you think that this is all right-wing uh uh, Republican stuff, you're wrong because it's uh, yeah, it's, it's, not. it's it's just it's, feel it's good. A, it's, human. it's a feel good human thing. 
And I really think that's is. what makes it like a centrist show. That's why it's liked by everybody. Yeah. Every, you know, it, it's just so relatable. Like episodes like this are really relatable for anybody that's went through puberty. Did you have like a, a honey hole or whatever you call it? Like when you were a teenager? <laughs> that's a personal question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like <laughs> that's a, that's a terrible. Yeah, we, like a, like we a, had a creek. A lookout, a creek. We had a okay. creek. Yeah, it was a creek down at the end of the end of the road. Uh, it's where all the uh, porn was thrown into the creek. We would uh, fish for crawdads. Fishing for porn. Oh, yeah. Well, he, he pulled <laughs> creek a, porn, the good pull, old creek porn. You pull the uh, you pull the creek porn out, and all the pages are stuck together because it's yeah. all been rained on. Yeah, but uh, that, that's yeah, rained on. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, that was a lot of fun. That was a good episode. Uh, like so it. next week we've got uh, season two, episode nine, and uh, that's a good episode, Company Man. Yeah, that's a good episode. It gets uh, it gives us a little more insight on that episode into uh, Hank's relationship with Buck Strickland. Buck Strickland. Yeah. Uh, kind of get introduced to the Thatherton Buck. fuels as well in that, that same episode. I like this episode, this next one for sure, because it kind of you get to see a younger Hank at the beginning of his career yeah, and kind of stuff true. is like a flashback in there with that. Uh, I watched that episode about six times with this one. I watched them both, and then I'd go back watch them both, and then watch them watch yeah. them both again. Yeah. They're really good, uh, really good episodes. Yeah. I, I, it, do, it does a lot of. The stuff I liked about this episode because it does a lot of introduction into the relationships between Khan and uh, uh, young Khan, Khan Junior. Sorry, sure. Connie yeah. and her. Well, actually, Khan too. Khan's relationship with Hank, and then yeah. Connie's relationship yeah. with Bobby, and Connie's relationship with uh, like their relationships with each other separately, and then their relationships together as a group kind mm-hmm. of thing. So mm-hmm. it really. Uh, well, introduces that dynamic. I liked it. Join us again next week, yep. and uh, we'll see you there. Uh, if you want to check anything else out that we do or uh, check out more episodes of this show, you can go to roguemedianetwork.com. Or you can check out all those on the socials, uh, B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H, and that's on just about everywhere. There you go. All right. Until next week. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Louis Tanya. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. All right. Great. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.